What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough! Hey, B! Welcome, everybody, to another show. Pod so bright, you need shades. Tube so bright, you need shades. Draft is almost here, John. I... You know, it's been love-hate here for the last month. I'm so happy that it's almost here, but part of me sad. Yeah, I'm, uh, Part of me sad. <laughs> it'll be... It, it, it'll definitely be a stretch I'll never forget. There, there'll, It'll just be something that will truly never be forgotten. <laughs> which is probably a lie, because I just think we all kind of inevitably forget a lot of things. For sure. But it does feel that this... This is going to be a moment, and then it's going to play out in a story, right? The guy's either going to have a great career, it's going to be a disaster. Feels it's going to be hard-pressed to be middle ground. Uh, and yeah, the opinions will be shaped, but the lead-up will never be forgotten. Or at least parts of it, depending well, I, on who they pick. I think, like always, like what happens next is part of affects how we remember this. And how it goes affects how, it remembers, uh, how we remember this. So in six months... If they drafted Trey Lance, we'll look back and go, before Trey Lance has played, you know, any significant football, really, we'll look back and go, man, that month was crazy, the way they played the whole thing. If it's Mac, we'll go, oh, the whole thing was everything we thought it was from the beginning. And then, or if it's Fields, it'll be, what a crazy, no one was even talking, right? Three years from now, whoever they pick, if that person's good, same deal. We'll look back and go wow, they really made it work. They got the best guy, and they didn't let anybody know what they were up to. But I, I think what who they pick specifically will affect how we look back at the last month as either some huge chess game or, like, you know, a bunch of BS. Agreed. And right now, a lot of people think it's a bunch of BS, that it wasn't a big, big chess game. And we'll dive into it, but my attitude is we've we've gotten to Tuesday and Wednesday – so let's get to Thursday. We've waited this long before concluding what's going to happen. So we we have our guesses. We have our you hear things. Whatever we'll talk about all that. 
But at this point, we might as well all wait to Thursday and have the fun together. You well, know, we, don't, don't, we, don't have, we don't have a choice. We don't guys. have a choice. I mean, so I'm not going to dump the bucket on the fun now. Well, a lot of the uh, you just notice it. A lot of people have come to a conclusion. And well, we'll yeah, talk because about it's it today, conclusion but, time. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I understand how you come to a conclusion without anything being made. Well, again, we'll find out Thursday. If, if Max the pick we will go, OK, it was the thing that everyone was saying from the beginning came from somewhere. I also think there's just a time of year where everyone chimes in. And let's face it, 99% of people that are chiming in, I'm not talking about fans because they'd be the first to admit they don't really know what they're talking about, but people that cover the sport, I think we do have a lot of evidence. Not a lot of people quite know what's going on. The other thing, even if you are an educated media member, you don't have all the information on the human beings. Medical information, all the character information, like truly behind the scenes. You're not getting the, the head coach, Ryan Day, the dude at North Dakota State, who you are not being told Entz. what these teams are being told. I think it's Matt. Is it Matt Entz? E-N-T-Z? Saban. Give him his flowers, John. Dabo. As the internet likes to say, give Matt Entz his flowers, QBU. You know, how come no one's talking about the Lincoln Riley of Division II football? Is that a statement now? Give him his flowers? I think that's the thing. People say, like, give him their flowers. You know, like, give him their credit. You know? Oh. Give so them yeah, their credit. You, you, when you delete Twitter from your phone, guy, you, you lose the lingo. Yeah, you're out. I'm out. Is Entz an O-line guy? Is that what, or he was the OC, I think? Yeah, uh, I no, right. defensive coordinator, John. Tree. He was the defensive coordinator. QBU, defensive coordinator running QBU. All right, everybody. Uh, if you got ham hats, Shanna ham hats, as they're known in the business, in like the merch world, if you got in on the drop, on the limited release, uh, keep sending people are tweeting at us. I got a lot of people asking for more guy. I know I yeah. do too. DM us. Don't just DM us on Instagram. Tag us, put it public, stake your claim, put your flag in the ground. Team ham, team ham, team ham. You know, like we're like, uh, I was watching F1 again, not to spend too much time talking about F1 cause we spend too much time. But one thought I had, John, maybe you can answer this question for me. Do racing fans root for a team or do they root for a racer? Like, if my guy changes teams, do I go, shit, that was my favorite racer? Oh, well, I mean, that's how it is in, you know, football. But I think it's teams. I think teams. it's teams. So there's just some French guy who, rooms for, who roots for Team Haas, like the yeah. American team. I, I, I think this, I would just truly, have, yeah. I think mo- the NBA media loves to say this, people root for players. I actually think that's false. I'm not saying we don't gravitate toward players. We root for teams. Like, it is it's, so False. Well, that that is well. That's why I think the NBA is, and led by the media coalition that has pushed that narrative. It's just not necessarily true. I can like living and growing up in California, having a Penny Hardaway jersey when I'm ten years old. I am not rooting necessarily for the Magic like I am the Kings. Right, right. You like Penny, but yeah. like I had a I had a Dan Marino jersey when I was a kid. I, you know, you had multiple jerseys. I had a Penny. Kids Aqua like Blue. cool players, but they like usually the team either where they grow up or whatever team they just gravitate or to for good. whatever reason. Yeah, it's good. Who's good? Who's cool? Who's good? Then you stick with them, or you don't. I don't know. Don't you don't think that's like an overwhelming theme? Definitely in the NBA, like kids root for players. Like, no, nah, they kind of root for teams. Uh. It's a good question. I mean, I I don't think it's uh yeah, I don't I don't think you're making it up, but I do think um yes, there is an emphasis as more and more people as athletes get to control their own brand and their own messaging and they don't have to go through the media and they get to just talk on their own to 
hey, what about, you know, when a coach gets fired, that's a lot of people who have to move. And that's true. But most fans just want to know who the next coach is, right? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't stop, you know, like that can be real and true. And like there's an emotional and that's a real human thing. But also fans can just hold up a sign that say fire person X. And like yeah. they're not awful people. Guy, I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. I mean, and I got fired. Guess what? No one gives a shit. So it's like, worry about all the people when a new coach comes in. Do you know what everyone cared about? The new coach coming in. That's, right. And that's always going to be the case. Right. right. And, and he be. landed on his feet, but what about <laughs> Middlecoff? <laughs> He's Nobody talks about that. Middlecoff loved it, swimming around in the gutter, and he made it out. That Twice! Should be, that should be post-draft, John, like the first round ends, and we're doing our stream, and it should be like... Uh, or the first round's going on. Like, I, I know the picks are the big deal, but you know what happens after the draft? Scouts lose jobs. <laughs> I, I I dropped that at my brother's wedding when I spoke. I said, you know, this is probably not your normal 33-year-old up here. Been fired a couple times. Not not for showing up late or lack of work. You know, I'm probably, uh, we don't have much in common. And people were just looking at me. I, I'm not saying it correctly the way I did it. It was funny. But what was the I, point I just you were making? I've been fired before. And just when you have non people in like the radio football business, you drop that. They're like, what's this guy's deal? What was this your guy point? A drug dealer? <laughs> what? What was the point of including that? I, I, was, I was getting to it. I was getting to a joke. Oh, OK. OK. <laughs> you had to begin to get a couple of zingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got the draft show stream coming up on Thursday when the Jags are on the clock. Ham is on. Ham is on the tube. Do we I read five thirty. I read five thirty today somewhere that they're on the clock five thirty. Yeah, which puts the Niners pick around six fifteen, which means you know. But I mean, if the, if the TV comes, you know, if it starts at five thirty, maybe the first pick goes at five forty five. Oh, you're it's saying, hard. To, you're saying yeah. I, don't, I, I, I just think it's it's hard. Right. You won't know till the draft night. Somebody somewhere knows if anybody knows. And could tell but, us. But, but I don't think most people truly know because when you see a time and then you realize like you usually wait 15, 20, 10 minutes, you never actually know. Except yeah. like Monday Night Football, you know, it's like 526. We've, we've, yeah, we're so locked in over time that we now know. Or the Super Bowl, it's always a 3, you know, 21 kickoff or something like that. Yeah. The second game of a Thursday night TNT doubleheader back when the Warriors were like the biggest show in town. It'd be like 8 would it, would, it, would it jock you from like 5 to 6? The networks are like, did you guys just see what we paid the NFL? It's just add, 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 add for like an hour. They, how about what they should do? Picture of not- Kyle. Add, 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 add. Picture of Trevor Lawrence. Add, add, add. That's what I'd do if I ran it. Just like a get to know you eight minute interview with Trevor Lawrence. Guy, get ready for some ads on Thursday night because there are going to be millions upon millions of people watching and they need to make up for all the money that ESPN has got fucking throttled over the last year. I don't blame them. I'd they be can have it. Too. To, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I can have it. Um, okay, anything else we need to, uh, to put? I mean, we'll tell you more about the wineaccess.com slash ham. They're a great sponsor. Go to the website. Support them. Wine. Support, support yourself. I mean, it's a great product, so you don't even need to do it for us or for anybody. No. It's a great product. Wine it's easy. You have, guy, you have a glass of wine from wineaccess.com slash ham, and then you go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. You get yourself a bed, and you get a good night's sleep. Rest up for draft night, baby. Also, you got to leave reviews on Apple iTunes. Did you mention that? No, not I have this weekend. Not this weekend, but we'll probably get back to it next weekend. Yeah, we're not going to so. do a mailbag this weekend because we'll be doing too much other shit. Pod Thursday, stream Pod Friday, stream Saturday, and stream Sunday. Did we agree on a Saturday? I mean, we'll see where it goes. The draft starts at okay. nine a.m. on Saturday. 
Yeah, I mean, we don't have to be there pick by pick. We can just pop in for 30, see what's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. Pop in for, take, you know, Take 45. inventory. Yeah, just see what's up. You know, his... Uh, uh, Saturday, as a guy who's lived through it, is boring as shit. So yeah, we, they might, you might you it. might need us. Yeah, you might. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, I want. Where's Jamar Jefferson going to go, John? Already a fourth round steal on my radar. We just saying. I don't even know who that is. Running back from Oregon State. Oh, you just you gotta you gotta get back in the mode. I mean, you know, thirteen hundred yards as a freshman three years ago. I say it all the time. LA guy. I, I do not acknowledge third day picks till they prove anything and make the team. Because I've seen it too often. Oh, the hype! And then the guy gets hurt and you never hear him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he can't get hurt Saturday. Just the hype is Saturday. So we'll be That's here true. for that. I, I'm rooting for this guy. <laughs> E-Ray recruited him. Yeah. Hey, man. Good player. Good they player. Beat or- they beat Oregon this year. He's a stud, man. You have a good game in that game? That was a big upset. It was. Didn't they beat Oregon? Civil, uh, not the Civil War anymore. I forgot the, what they the, call the, it the, uh, the Friendship Bowl, they probably the, call the, it. The, moving the, forward. B- the battle for... Uh, <laughs> Eugene International Airport. I don't know what they call it. You went through there, didn't you? Scouting once upon a time. Yeah. Like Somebody Oregon. on our stream yesterday said, uh, kind of bummed about next year's draft. Niners don't have a first rounder. And I was like, yeah, shit. Guy, I mean, I, 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 let's just try to make it through fucking Sunday before we worry about next year. I saw already thinking about next year. <laughs> that, that, that is... The number one thing humans worry about things out of, it's just, let's just you know what make it says. What? You might not be alive this Sunday. He's not wrong. I think about my mortality a lot now. Kyle's deep. Kyle went down a deep, dark road. He did. Which leads us, which leads us right to Jason La 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 Canfora, John, who wrote this today on Twitter. Very strong expectation among GMs and throughout the industry that the 49ers will make a major effort to move Jimmy Garoppolo before or during the draft. Timing isn't great with five QBs about to go in the first round, but Jimmy G's future there now seen as bleak, or as we would have said a month or two months or three months ago, seen as bleak, not now seen as bleak, seen as bleak. We've been talking about this for a long time. I thought yesterday of all the questions, and there it was a well-operated uh, questions coming from the, the local media. They were well-constructed questions, yes. They didn't give much. I don't think of any, and there might have been one thing we'll dive into here in a minute. To me, by far, the number one thing that stuck out, and it was a great question I from Biederman, I forget who asked the question specifically, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on the roster at the end of the weekend? I mean, that's a that's a pretty black and white question that does put him on the spot a little bit. Like, he he kept, like, dodging questions sorry, about the players. The, I'm sorry, what, what could you repeat? I forgot. Yeah, the then he repeated it. And when he said the alive question, to me, it's not arguable anymore. Jimmy is a goner. Jimmy's been a goner from the moment they made the trade. Jimmy is done. Jimmy was done the moment he sat in the suite, ate popcorn, and took fake notes in the last month of the season. You could it, argue it he was, was done before that. He was done by the time he got hurt and couldn't come back. Or didn't yeah, come back. It, it, it was a disaster. And I, I do think Kyle putting him on the spot like that was you kind of have to say something stupid like that, even though it does like there's validity to what he's saying. Like literally any human could die at any moment from anything. And who knows? It's the textbook. Uh, I don't want to answer this question. Answer, though. I mean, don't you think that by far of all the things he said yesterday, that was like the most concrete of like, whoa, something is like this guy's in trouble, like his spot. 
Yeah, I mean, look, if depending on who they draft, then we'll go back and analyze what was said. We'll go, oh, that was a hint or that was a hint. But yes, that was the most direct. But, but I'd say his status also is more dependent on other teams who they draft, right? That, that is part of Jimmy's yeah, but, destination. Yeah, but I do, this goes this If goes the Patriots the, get Mac Jones, like he ain't going to the Patriots, right? Right, but, but part of this is, are the Niners at a point where they're still trying to get value or are they just going to be offloading an asset because they need to offload the asset? And I think that's where they are. Like values, in other words, are you holding on to Jimmy if you can't get a second round pick for him? Like that's the problem they're having is people know, wait a second, how many people are out there are really even shopping for Jimmy Garoppolo? Why would I give you yeah. a second round pick? Like I, at this point, do you expect them to get a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, I think, I mean, I would do that. I'd drive Jimmy to the airport if I, I feel was like a win. Get a second round pick right now. I, I think you would do that, that today. Wouldn't you do that today for a second yes. round pick? Even if it I was be, next year? I bet year? they've been trying to, they would have done it. You know, I don't know if they would have done it a month ago if they got a second round pick, but I would have once they had this third pick. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be a little surprised for sure. Now, but I, I do think I'm not going to be surprised. I expect him to go. So could the compensation be like a third and a fifth to where? I mean, Denver, New England are the most logical destinations, I, I think. Houston would probably be maybe a sleeper out there with Casario and Deshaun Watson's season. Probably not going to happen, right? Yeah, but if you're Houston, are you, you're trading him a second. You're not trading him a second. You might not even. No, no, no. Yeah, that's. So I, I you just go around the league. Like, where would he truly go? Right. Could Joe Judge bring him in? But, I mean, they were kind of all in on Daniel Jones. I mean, that doesn't make much sense. I mean, if the depending on who the Jets took, if they just thought, like, but you wouldn't trade at Yeah, I just Why don't see you who's trading. Why would you do that if you think who, Michael Floor? No, who's, tra- who's trading assets? Green Bay, just I, to, like, motivate Aaron? <laughs> um, that'd go, that'd go New Orleans? Well. Uh, yeah. Had a great I mean, game I, against they, New Orleans. What do they, they think of Jameis? They, they, they don't have $20 million in cap space. Um, they, they were like 80 over before they started cutting and trading people. Yeah, then guess what? I have news for you. We're uh, Chicago. Well, uh, so you'd have, Washington. I mean, I think Foles is on the hook for like 15, 16, Dalton 10, and then you have Jimmy. That's a $50 million, $40 million quarterback room. I, send, to me, to me the logical destination, I think the team we're watching is New England, and if they get a quarterback, Jimmy's probably done. If they don't, I think Jimmy's going there. How about this? Jimmy for Foles. If the Niners like, we, no one's offering us better than a fourth, let's get a really good backup here who can be a good mentor. I don't hate that. They did just sign Sudfeld. I'm not saying Foles is better than Sudfeld, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. So I, I, I but, the, but, yeah. but this whole exercise is evidence that they don't have any leverage in this situation. No. Their leverage is going to be teams missing out on quarterbacks, right? If the Bears or the Patriots don't have quarterbacks and they're kind of not feeling great about their room. I mean, the Patriots don't feel great about their room. The Bears clearly do not, beside on social media. So you just have to hope that none of these guys fall or those teams trade up and then you take advantage of it. But if you don't, then you might just kind of be stuck with them. Like if there is not anywhere for him to go, it might kind of make some sense to keep him and just see, let the dust settle where it may what's he gonna do bitch and moan he's you're got, saying he's like got even no if you have to be fields you keep them and then somebody's quarterback gets hurt weak you're keeping them in case somebody else your yeah, guy gets just hurt let or- it go like i just think jimmy's jimmy's in a situation no one gives a flying fuck about his feelings no one would care about him pouting like he would have no leverage but to be the ultimate pro and try to beat him out 
and just hold his spot. Yeah, the the argument against it is not pouting. It's more about are you putting Fields in an awkward spot? And the answer to that might be, yeah. Well, that's the NFL. You got to deal with awkward spots. You're our. Don't worry. You're our guy. It shouldn't be that awkward for you, Fields. But there, there's a balance of like. I mean, one of the reasons the Eagles, I think, felt like they had to get rid of Carson was because they put him on a podium from day one, and it got too big, and then it got out of control. So there's True. a balance. Like I would say, Kyle, Kyle's not a big put a guy on a podium guy, <laughs> even though the trade put does that to him. But I, I think the way you could put just like. Again, Jimmy is gone if there's a destination, but the destinations could just disappear. If the destinations disappear, could you keep them and just see what plays out? Yes. I wouldn't do that. I would just get rid of them no matter what because I do not want my rookie quarterback in that situation. I still think you can hold the rookie quarterback to tough standards without Jimmy being around. Yeah, I mean... It just just creates an extra story that's unneeded. An extra story, and I think it it creates... It just some ah, uh, it just makes it weird from a leadership perspective, right? You want your you want this guy. This is what happened with Hertz and Carson Wentz. Part of it was there was like this weird leadership battle, right? The different the difference though there was like Carson was never going to go anywhere last year. Like Jimmy has kind of known his spot is uh, in pencil now, right? Yeah, Carson never thought his spot was in pencil, so that that was way more awkward. I just think this is awkward just from. Just from your basic young quarterback, veteran guy who's not like Tua Fitzpatrick, not awkward. Fitzpatrick's 38. This is, we've talked about this before. He's 28 years old, 29 years old. Like Jimmy is not 37, right? He's in kind of this weird spot because he's not some established good player, but he's had a moment, but he makes a lot of money, but he's been the starting quarterback. You know, it's just, it's actually very awkward. I think what makes the hypothetical difficult is not knowing the offers, right? Because there's, it's if you're getting offered a second buy, if you're getting offered a third buy, if you're getting offered a fifth, you're like, okay, I'm getting offered a fifth. I, I could keep Jimmy around, and maybe we maybe week one somebody gets some some quarterback gets hurt, and all of a sudden Jimmy's worth a second again or a third again. I don't know. Like at what price are the Niners willing to lead, to move on from Garoppolo just for the sake of moving on from Garoppolo? I think you could justify it pretty simply where it's just like whatever the best you can get right now, just that is the best for our team. So if it caught, get a fourth right now, fucking go. Right. I, 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 I agree with you on nitpicking that. that. Yeah. The question is, are they, we'll it's see. impossible to know right now until these teams draft. Yeah. And what, what you like, if you're the them, what do you need here? What helps you? It helps you. New, if England, New England, England not getting not quarterback. Get quarterback. Yeah. Because even if they don't trade for Jimmy, if there's somebody else out there that wants Jimmy, you at least can use New England against them. Yes. But sounds like uh, Bill wants to buy back at twenty uh, percent of what he sold. I don't blame him. I, I would either. never offer a second round pick in a million years, especially unless Jimmy would take immediate pay cut to like five million dollars and incentivize like fifteen of it. But, but again, right? it's it's there are two factors here: his value just to you. How good is he right now? How healthy is he in the future? And a lack of demand. So it's a double whammy. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation. I mean, but even if there ideal- was demand, I don't know that you'd get a. I don't think you'd get a first round pick for him anyway. If there was <laughs> no a- chance coming so, up ten games, so we're talking about if there's demand, the best you'd get's a second. So there's no way you're getting a second now. Would they have got demand. a first? Would they have got a first round pick for him after the Super Bowl year? I mean, the Bears. The Bears are pretty desperate. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they like you could argue 
New England he's was better now yeah. than he was when New England traded him to you. Yeah. Would New England have given last year's 22nd pick to get Jimmy back after the Super Bowl? Yeah. 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 Probably. But that's a distant memory, John. Those are the old then, days. Big time. Those are the old days. Okay. Uh, before we go any further, Middlecoff, let's tell the people about wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Get you 20% off your first order, whether it's one bottle or 50 bottles. A $15 bottle or a $300 bottle, they got it all, wineaccess.com slash ham. It is impossible. It's very difficult to make the cut at wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess, if they only got 116 draftable players at Wineaccess, they're not drafting 125 guys. Well, guys, one in, one in 18 bottles? One in 18 make- bottles it gets the cut. And to make the cut, you got to be unanimously approved by all the wine experts. Is there ever a better time than send a gift to a loved one, to friends, to your mom, to your wife, to your sister? Wineaccess.com slash ham gets you 20% off. You can send them one bottle. You can send them four bottles. You can send them a $10 bottle. You can send them a $100 bottle. Do it right now. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Our our sponsors, our friends. I mean, do it right. There is never a better time than send a gift than now. Wineaccess.com slash ham. And here's the thing. It's great value for you, too. If you are a wine expert, you're going to find all kinds of great stuff there. If you're a wine noob like your boy, uh, you're going to know, A, that whatever you pick is going to be good. And B, every bottle of wine comes with this play sheet that tells you what it's good with. You know, it tells you all about it, the acidity, the body, the tannins. Everyone's always talking about tannins. What it pairs well with. They got it all. We're big fans. You and I have used. This is not. We're not sending out free product. We've sent out the real product to our real friends and family. We paid for because it because we believe in it. So anyway, paid for it. Go get it. Go get it. Wineaccess.com/slash/am. Twenty percent off. Okay, so we were we did a live stream right after the John Lynch Kyle Shanahan press conference, and um, I think one thing that happened after that press conference, which John Lynch was initially the only person scheduled to appear on, then Kyle appeared on it. I think the number one thing I would say is people came away from that press conference believing that the things that Kyle said were code for Mac Jones, for I'm drafting Mac Jones. Now, we'll get into whether or not that is what's going to happen coming up, but I'll, I'll read you. I want to read you an excerpt. Um, that I think is the thing that people are attaching mostly to, which Kyle said, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I don't look at trends in the league. I look at there's some special players and some special people. I don't care when Drew Brees comes out, whether it's 30 years from now or today. Drew's going to be pretty good. So was Rivers, Lamar, Mahomes. They would have been pretty good 40 years ago also. Um, A lot of better athletes are learning to play the quarterback position. So, man. You want to find Drew Brees who can move like Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Drew Brees portion of that, I think, is something that people are attaching to the most. Also, just the fact that Kyle spoke. There's this belief, like, are the Niners trying to get out ahead of what they're seeing is some uh, already some animosity for the guy they haven't picked yet. So let's just start with that. <clears throat> I, I did not take it that way, uh, but seeing the articles that were written, uh, seeing that the vibes on on social media, clearly everyone else did. I, I I ran into a guy today at the gym who just said, you know, I'm already prepared for Mac Jones. So I mean, it's clearly in the ether if that's what people expect. Obviously, Chris Sims, a buddy. I mean, it's 
it's been an ongoing thing. It's not out of nowhere. It's right. kind of been if from you the watch jump NFL Network, if, you, if you don't have a Twitter account, but you watch NFL Network, that's what you think. What'd right? you say you saw on the ticker? Uh, I, I actually under Mike Yam's name, it just said it didn't say report. It didn't say rap sheet. It just said Niners down to two quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of it. And then they doubled down with that, you know, uh, that tweet, I guess, a couple days ago from rap sheet. I didn't take that yesterday as that at all. I, I took yesterday as just what every team has to do. Now, Kyle was not scheduled to be there. Uh, I, I, I do think having him out there, if you are playing the game, and that's what I believe they've been doing from the beginning, is playing the game. And that's part of the draft. The draft is to play the game. And part of it, and it sucks to be a kid in the draft, I mean, a good player. No, you're not t- talking shit about like third rounders. No one cares. But in the top half of the draft, you read things about kids that might be fake. And a part of that is to manipulate the market. I think you see it a lot with uh, the stock market now with social media, the pump and dump. That's kind of pumping and dumping is the equivalent of what you're doing in, on both ways. Yeah. right? Jerry saying he wants Kyle Pitts. Team saying leaking medical information. Just because I leak medical information on something, that might be just I want teams. To the irony is the guy you embarrass is the guy you want. 100%. And it's just part of the deal. Uh, it's why, as Don Draper says, it's why they pay you. It's why you get big money. It's this is a public job. It sucks, but it immediately ends and no one cares. Like after Lamar Jackson started playing and led the Ravens to the playoffs after his first year, no one cared what Bill Polian said about him moving him to wide receiver. Right? It just it, it that was to me one of those classic topics. Now, he was a good example of like a lot of people had question marks in the draft. He didn't go to 32. I think this year People think that like Kyle traded up to get Mac Jones, which my big issue, and I would tell Kyle this if he was sitting here, like you can like whoever quarterback you want to like. This I, I don't pr- pretend to think that all these booger eaters on social media every day know more about football than you. My issue would simply be is like looking now, you could have just traded and got him at six. And you and I talked about that yesterday. We've been talking about it for a while. We're going to have more and more information when this all settles. I also don't like... I, I don't remember a time, and part of this is just this crazy trade, where there's been such a conclusion on who the picks are going to be before they've happened. The other two teams above them, we haven't heard shit. We all think we know it's set in stone the Niners are taking Michael McCorkle-Jones. Like, I, I just, I don't expect it to be that way, yet everyone feels that confident when we have four years of evidence this team has operated the complete opposite. The complete opposite, the, their operation. If this was one of those classic leaky teams, if you know if this was pre these guys, I'd be like, well, usually we know what's going on in there. That has not been the case, so I, I could never feel that comfortable just because Kyle brought up Drew Brees. I got news for you. What the fuck does Drew Brees have in common with Mac Jones? Drew Brees is two and a half inches shorter. Drew Brees was a second round pick. Drew Brees hit free agency. Right? It's not like he's a franchise quarterback. He started with the Chargers. Started with the Chargers. Ended up on the Saints. Like I. And and I, we talked about this yesterday. It was I guess we didn't put it up as a podcast, but on the live stream, that like the the comparing and Kyle did this, and it's classic kind of a coach thing that you know I saw them trade for Jalen Ramsey and I saw them trade for Jamal Adams as an offensive coordinator. Is essentially what he said. Those guys are motherfuckers to play against. Well, I said yeah, Kyle. They traded for Pro Bowlers. <laughs> You know, Khalil Mack was traded. Stephon Diggs was traded. Those teams know what they're getting. When DeForest Buckner, when Chris Ballard got DeForest Buckner, he knows what he's getting in DeForest Buckner. 
It's like if you buy a house that's already built, you know what the house looks like. When you just buy the lot, like you buying a draft pick, and really, I read this rereading McGinn's piece, some executives, some GMs are like, God, they really screwed up the market. They traded pick 12, two other ones, and a three to move up nine spots. When you say it out loud, you're like, God damn. Like you're trading for an unknown. Those teams traded for knowns. Now, there are, those guys need to be paid. Like there are variables that are different in both situations, but to me, that's not an apples to apples comparison. No, it's and not I think, apples. I, to I think apples. a lot of people took that as much to me as the Drew Brees trade is like he's telling you, like it ain't yeah. about the price you pay. Right. Yeah. Well, that is what he said. Like I think part of what we're talking about here is a what was was Kyle trying to communicate something, and b was he communicating truth or was he communicating a lie? Right. And we can get into why would he be communicating a lie coming up. But, but I've, we've seen him lie now over and over. We love DeForest Buckner. He's gone. But see, Jimmy Garoppolo's here see, to I, stay. See, I wouldn't call that a lie. I, I think you can love DeForest Buckner and just make a value decision that you But don't I'm just want saying, he, 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 had, he had said when the season ended and they were going to get ready for free agency, he's everything we want in a player. He said this about Jimmy a month ago that Jimmy yeah. is our long term quarterback. I told him that. Whether it's a lie, whether it's a fib, however you want to put it, we've seen him say one thing and do another. That that's what everyone yeah, I, does. Again, we just I don't put the I don't put the forest in that category because I think he is everything. I'm not blaming player, him. I would have done the trade too, but yeah, like, I'm just saying I like the fact that he, he said, said that, he was everything you'd want in a 49er. And he traded which, him. But again, does that mean he was lying that he's everything you want in a 49er? Because the one I'll tell you, he's lying in that this sense, he's not cheap. Like that was the problem. Like you'd also want that. You'd want him to be cheap. That was the that was his flaws that he was expensive. Yeah, I, I just think, but I'm just saying, I'm not pigeonholing Kyle on this. John Gruden said when he got the job, the reason he took it was Khalil Mack. Yeah, and I'm Mark just Cooper. saying specifically, I don't put DeForest in that category because I don't think he was lying about everything he said about how much he liked DeForest. My but my overall point, I, I don't put any stock into anything most coaches say in these settings because they constantly do other things in the history of sports. Because that's part of the job. So you can say you love J- Jimmy's going to stay, and then Jimmy's gone. Like it's part of the deal. I mean, it's just it's happened well, forever. Of course, we, yeah, we, of course. For for coaches like Belichick, never says anything. But like a coach like Kyle, a coach like Sean McVay, who's going to just be open. Andy's like this. You're just going to say one thing, and then something else inevitably is going to happen a lot. So it's like I yeah. think yesterday he's talking. I don't know how you put any stock into like that being concrete one way or the other based on just previous comments. He's, he hangs lefts, he hangs rights, he does a bunch of different things after he says one thing. Yeah, It's not necessarily a lie, it's just the way football works. No, 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 I, I agree that it's not a lie, but I think it's not coming out, it's not just that people watch the press conference and go, I can figure out what he's saying, it's because that Chris Sims said, it's because Chris Sims said, and Rapsheet said, and Schefter said, and Peter King said, and... Barrels, it's on but, and but, on and on. Like, but like I told you yesterday, and it just, I just hit me that Chris Sims loved Mahomes before it was cool to like Mahomes, right? Kyle, if Kyle was his best friend, and Chris goes, listen, man, I played in the league, obviously. I mean, you know that we're best friends, but I work for Belichick. Like, I got a pretty good feel for this stuff. This Mahomes guy is fucking special. Wouldn't and Kyle's like, you know, we didn't even watch him. Wouldn't he be like, I'd check this guy out? Yeah, he had I, the third pick in my, the draft. My, my whole my point in saying that is just that this that's a great point. No, I know, but my, isn't it looking back, isn't that kind of crazy? Did they yeah, have like a conversation? Sims, Kyle's friend, like, I don't even care. Like, if you're a friend, Sims, how about a call on Mahomes? Jesus, <laughs> and my friendship with that guy. So, um, I, I, 
I think Kyle loves to not. I I don't think Kyle. I said this yesterday. I don't think Kyle loves to necessarily. Maybe one day we could ask him this, and I don't think he would answer. Like, here's the other thing. I don't think when they pick whoever they pick, Kyle's going to sit up there with a big grin on his face and go, gotcha. If they pick, if they do something surprising, right? If they draft Justin Fields, because Kyle's going to have another draft next year and another draft the next year and another draft the next year. Like, I don't think we're going to get some big reveal of here's the game we were playing. We'll know based on who they pick, whether it was all a game. I I do think that it'll eventually kind of seep out, though. A hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think Kyle is going to suddenly let his guard down and go, here's everything we just did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen because I do think he the game he's playing. It it would be telling, though, right? If they did. Absolutely. We could definitely we could definitely reach conclusions. But I don't like the game he's playing is more the league game than the media game. The media game's part of it. They're not separate necessarily. They go where well, you hand. use the media to play the league. But he's but it's it's not about Kyle like, oh man, I, tw- Twitter doesn't know, do they? It's not about that. It's like why why are you putting Niner fans through this? It's not about that. It's not about oh, how many more clicks is Niners.com getting now? Right? It's not about that. A lot. Although I'm sure it's getting a lot. <laughs> Another mock draft just went up. It's not it's no one you in the Niners business about side team, is complaining. I'm always a little uncomfortable. And the Niners aren't alone. Every team does it. It's like when they interview someone about who they should take. It's just very bizarre. It's like, no, yeah. you guys are the team. Why, <laughs> why are you like, we just sat down. And I'm not, I mean, like, Lance Zerline said, what, these the are Eagles the top the five offensive linemen we should take. Yeah, but one Eagles, when I got hired in 2010, were 10 years ahead of everybody on this shit. They had a show. I mean, they, they're way ahead of the game. But all these teams. Ripping now, their own like, coach. Well, why don't you guys just go ask the fucking offensive coordinator who he likes? This is just bizarre. It honestly, to me, discredits your team website. Don't you think a little? But I, maybe they don't even, maybe I look at it differently than a Well, yeah, I mean, I think, yes. You, <laughs> you, you guys you, are the fucking team! You have to know that the team <laughs> is not going to be the first one to report, like, there's a schism between Brett Favre and, and, and no, Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm not even, I'm not talking about, I'm just talking simply around draft time, like, these are the top five offensive linemen that Daniel Jeremiah told our team reporter we should be all yeah, over. It's like, like, well, your offensive line coach, you can throw a football to his office. Go ask him. You write down the hole. Well, go fucking ask him who he likes. You keep him separate. Yeah, keep him separate. Did you see the Niners in my draft has them taking Trey Lance? Well, the, I, maybe this happens in every company, but if I went to like Tesla.com or Coca-Cola.com, would it be like, here comes from... Um, you know, someone in uh, tech.com who's the main media critic who he thinks that Coca-Cola's next four products, they would never do that, right? But it happens yeah. in football all the time. It con- Which companies do you think we should acquire? It, yeah, it just shows that, like, those people don't know anything more than me or you or anyone. But it feeds crazy. But it, what, it is, is, what it is, it is capitalizing <laughs> on the appetite yeah. for this. All of it. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's an attempt like the same way players go, wait a second, why do I need the Niners used to you want to watch the Niners press conference? You know how you did it? You went to the TV channel that carries the Niners press conference. Now, you know what you do? You go to the Niners YouTube page. Right. It's it's that it's just consolidating all of your assets under your own umbrella. Haberman, Middlecoff and now Guido and Jed are on the same page. That's right. Smart. <laughs> it's like, well, you guys went live right on YouTube with a similar title to their title? Uh, do, do they not put it on Periscope anymore either, huh? Do, I don't know. Do they not? I, I don't think so. Smart. I quit that too. 
You got it, you know. Subscribe, rate, uh, review. (laughs) Don't rate, just thumbs up. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, um, I think again, I've been saying this. Whatever happens Thursday, we'll go back through all of this and go, ah, that's what he was saying. All that, and I think you can make a mistake when you do that in thinking that there was something more there than there was. Once you know the answer, you think something that happened before meant something that it that it didn't mean. Okay, so this is the other thing we got to have to address from that. This is like the offshoot of that cuz I had this thought today. What if you came into this draft all these draft stories right now and you hadn't read a single article like you always like to say you just someone landed from the moon and you just you gave them the tape, you let them like you told them what Kyle Shanahan's about, they never got on the internet like they're a member of a jury, they weren't allowed to read anything. What would their conclude? What would they think about everything that's happened? Another way to say it is forget everything you think you know. And now let's talk about what the Niners did, what they said, and what they're about to do if we forgot everything we think we know. Because we've asked this question a couple times. If they are lying, lying's not the word, if they are trying to misdirect people right now, why would they do that? Why would they be trying to misdirect? We know the team that's picking one, the Jags, is taking Trevor Lawrence. And we know that the Niners know what the Jets are doing. They got a good relationship. But what if we don't know that? Like, because that's an assumption I've made the whole time. The Niners got to know what the Jets are doing. What if the Niners don't know what the Jets are doing? And what if the Niners, Kyle Shanahan's thinking, I mean, that's Mike LaFleur over there. Like, that guy knows what I'm thinking. So it's in Mike LaFleur's best interest maybe for me not to know what he's doing. Mike LaFleur, Woody Johnson's paying the checks now. Joe Douglas is his boss now. He doesn't answer to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle calls, Michael Ford doesn't put on a hat and jump in the car and drive to the film room. So what if they don't know what the Jets are doing? How would that change what they're doing now? See, to me, couldn't we start with the first pick? We could. Someone forwarded me a rap sheet tweet from earlier today. Now it's a video, but he talked to Urban Meyer. And Urban told him that they had narrowed down the top pick to Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. And then put them through Zooms. Like, really just focus on the three guys, put them through Zooms. And the goal was to find out, just to make sure that Trevor really was the top guy. What if you know, just because this process, unlike normal years, is so jumbled, right? The information was slow to come through. Your information was limited to begin with. You did not want to tip your hand, I don't know, to the two other teams. Now, I do think Trevor Lawrence not going one would be would be the most shocking draft moment in the history of the league. Would you agree there? Yeah, I, it's the the first thing that comes to mind. It's not close to this. You know, I think Reg, Reggie Bush. If you were a college football fan, you thought Reggie Bush. Like, why would another team take Mario Williams instead of Reggie Bush? This is not on that level. But yeah, I think that would be the most shocking. It would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be the most shocking. This but, guy's been the number the, one pick. For three what if years. the What if the Niners know? that their their coach is viewed as like this quarterback guy. They don't want to let people truly know if it's Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but specifically Justin Fields, because the other two teams, I don't know, might take Justin Fields. What is Urban Meyer's, like kind of his heart and soul for a guy that spent all these times at other places? It did feel like his time at Ohio State meant more to him. Obviously, he's from there. He still feels very close to that program. He got to handpick the guy that took over for him him in Ryan Day. 
how much he just, I remember being at the, watching the pro day on TV, the first one, just how much joy he had being there. Like it's a, when, when I say Urban Meyer, do you, are, is he more synonymous, you think, with Florida or Ohio State? For me, it's Ohio State. But I think, what do you think it is to him? Oh, I think he's more of an Ohio State guy. 100%. So I just that no, He did show up in Florida for something, didn't he? Last yeah, year. they fought, I think last year they kind of did something for him, but it had been weird. Now, he had more success probably. We'd have to really break it down. But regardless... Like, I just don't think that Justin Fields, for a guy like, what is Urban usually like? I don't know, big-time athletes? Tebow, JT Barrett? Like, who who do you have a lot of success with in college? Alex Smith? Now, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is a big-time athlete, but I would say that Trevor Lawrence, it'd be between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Well, if you're him, what if you're like, God, Kyle is in love with Justin Fields. Same thing with Joe Douglas. You're like, well, I'm really going to take this one-year wonder from Utah over the blue chip guy that Kyle Shanahan wants. The, the more you talk it out, you realize their prerogative for the Niners, like they're incentivized to lie, to really lie because they don't want, they don't control their destiny here. If the guy that they wanted were to get picked first or second, that would be a problem, right? That's why I think they hammered home like the three guys. And they've really picked the three guys, the third one that most people think is the least talented of all five. Well, the, That's one, the one that they've has hammered the home. least amount of risk of anybody else doing anything to mess with their plans. It's kind of, you're right, if they don't draft Mac Jones, then Mac Jones turns out to be the perfect character for them to put into this role because no one's doing anything. No one's jumping up for Mac Jones. Not I've the, had multiple teams. Not even jump, I should say. The Jets aren't even, the Jets aren't doing that. I've had multiple teams in the 20s that obviously have no chance and don't even need quarterbacks tell me that they have discussed in their draft meeting that if this whole thing has been a smokescreen with Mac to the 49ers, they would expect him to be there in the teens. Like they, they, yeah. Yeah. Because when you're just trying to like, who's going to be where, you have to do the, you know, who's, you know, that Mac Jones not going three pushes players, other good ones, get them drafted in the top 10, right? Well, again, ask have the what have the Jags made their announcement? Fuck no, they have the Jets to. made their announcement. I do think. Like, do you think what percentage? If you had to take a thousand dollars right now, would you put it like ten to one? Trevor Lawrence doesn't go, or just one to one? Trevor Lawrence goes one. You would still go Trevor Lawrence, right? I would go back to what you just said. It'd be the most. What odd, what odds would it have to be for you to put the thousand dollars on the non Trevor Lawrence? 50 to 1? No, I mean, there'd be a number where I just go, you know what, I don't think it's that, but if I can make $20,000 on $1,000, I'll just take that shot, even if I don't think it's that, as opposed to making $1,000 well, on but $1,000. Five, but 5 to 1 wouldn't be enough. You're like, ah. No, 5 to 1 wouldn't be enough. No, but 20 I, but to 1 would get you thinking. 20 to 1 would get me thinking, because I'm like, well, I'm, making a thousand, I'm making another 1000 bucks off my 1000 or I could make 20. Yeah. So that would get me thinking, but it's not because I believe. But know, if we moved drafts, up the peg, if we went to the Jets, there would be a lot more uncertainty, right? You wouldn't feel comfortable. You're being told Zach Wilson, but I haven't heard the Jets say a peep. But this goes back to, again, yeah, to that point. So Kyle, we think Kyle's going to tell us everything he's doing when the two teams ahead of him haven't made that announcement? Like, in fairness, I've heard Urban talk about Trevor glowingly and be at his games like i I know urban likes trevor urban has nothing to hide he is truly drafting number one and i think it would be does urban really care who kyle likes 
Well, no, not if he likes the guy. Why does it matter who other people? But like? Mike LaFleur, like to me, but Mike LaFleur might want to know what Kyle thinks. To me, what will be fascinating, and I'm sure Peter King or Breer will be all over this, is the story between those two teams' communication if the picks go differently than expected. Because that, to me, is the story. Like, how much did these two teams communicate? Guy, they're like best friends. LaFleur was... LaFleur's brothers in Sala's wedding, his younger brothers, now his offensive coordinator, all of them work for Kyle. If you were the GM Robert of the Jets. Robert Sala was literally created from Kyle Shanahan. John, you know? if, you were the, if you were Joe Douglas's number two guy, and I was the number two guy in the Niners organization, would we be texting about the draft the last month? I don't know. I just think when you are close with people, you just talk with them. Why would you not? Because I, I want to I know. I could talk to you next week. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd be trying to pry and trying to figure it out. For sure. Out. And I would be, try- yeah, look, you'd be trying to not be pried. The offensive coordinator has worked under Kyle Shanahan now, whether he was the offensive coordinator or the head coach for going on a decade. No, again, this is why I go back to... That, that, that th- I, can you imagine how much time those two spent together? Which is why I assume <laughs> they know what the Jets are doing. But maybe that's a wrong assumption. Maybe they're trying to confuse each other, not But are we sure other. that LaFleur would know what the Jets are doing? No. No, because which would be kind of crazy. Again, br- his brother, best man, Sala's wedding. He takes him to be offensive coordinator. Also, Robert Sala, defensive coach, Joe Douglas. Like, I would want my offensive coordinator on board. Yeah. So, I mean, now that I think about it, I'd be surprised if Michael Floyd doesn't know. You would think he would. That'd be the healthy. Story. He should. But, but we'd also need to be talking about if we weren't going Zach Wilson. Like, obviously, you guys are friends with Kyle. How do we play this? <laughs> right. Because we don't want it to get out. It'd be easy for them to leak, you know. We're, we're, we are friends, but at the end of the day, it's on us to get this right. It's on them. Like, we are kind of enemies in the sense we're all kind of competing over the same players. Yeah, look, I mean, to me, it, what comes into play here for the Jets is, if the Jets have deep conviction about who the number two pick is, then it doesn't matter either. But if the Jets wonder, like, is, is it Fields? Should we draft Fields? Should we draft Zach Wilson? If there's any hesitation on their part, then it's useful information to them if Kyle feels very strongly about one of those two guys. If Kyle thinks Justin Fields is a star, then he should not let Mike LaFleur... Mike LaFleur should not know that Justin Fields would be Kyle's pick at number two. That would be damaging. Forget about damaging. It does not help the 49ers for Mike LaFleur to know which quarterback Kyle likes more. Doesn't help him. Facts. So... When we try to figure out why lie, well, again, the Jets haven't said anything. And they're drafting ahead of you. So why would you volunteer any information? You wouldn't. You would and forget not. about not volunteering. And, and, and you know, I, I'm reminded of what I've said the second they made this trade. No matter what they think about what's happening at number one and number two, it's easy for us to go, it's the Jags, Lawrence, it's Wilson. But when it's your ass on the line, or as uh, the umpire once told uh, the Mets coach, uh, it's our ass in the jackpot. When it's you, I would not rest easy until I am on the clock and I knew how I can get. Right? What was the Mets manager's name? White hair guy? It wasn't Bobby Valentine, guy. was it? No, it was T- Terry something. Uh, guy was a le- I love that guy. Not Terry Stotts, but I, let's, don't even worry about it. I don't want to get off on a tangent on the guy. Terry Collins. Terry Collins. Terry Collins, yeah. yeah. It's our ass in the jackpot. When I they were playing the Eagles, 
I remember in like 2012, or they were playing the Phillies, and he was very good buddies with Howard Mudd, our offensive line coach at the time. I remember going down to get lunch, and it's right across, you know. He walked in to go see Howard up in his office. He's like, Howard Mudd. They're like, upstairs. He's in his, you know, in his outfit. You know, it's like 11 o'clock. Like, he had gone to the to the ballpark. Wait, Terry Collins is in his over. uniform? In his uni, yeah. Maybe it was like one, right? You know, it's He's got his baseball hours, pants hours. on? Yeah, but, I mean, he had it. Yeah, he was just in Because it's across uni. the parking lot, basically. Yeah, yeah, so I think he went there. Howard said, come over here. Maybe someone drove him over there. And he came to hang out. <laughs> I just remember him awesome. walking up in his, in his, in his, you know, in his sliders. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. That's an O-line. Yeah. That's the guy who would be a friend with an O-line coach. Yeah. Golly. There's a lot of football coaches that are just buddies with managers. Just appreciate it. Just, it's just because being a baseball manager, it's just kind of a grind. It's just a lot of time. It's probably I don't know more how much like, you're doing. You just spend a lot of time. And I think football coaches respect that. It's probably more like being a position coach than a head coach. You know, being yeah. a baseball manager. Yeah. A lot of office hours. Like, yeah, I'm just there early in case somebody needs me. I know. It's like shit. It's like it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, we play tonight at 730. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Middlecoff needs some ground balls. So I, yeah, I got to Ca- cash. There's only and six three coaches ho- on this team. I got to come hit them some ground balls. Yeah, Ca- Cashman and Billy and their seven Harvard guys had a fucking have a meeting this morning about playing the guy in right field yeah. past the seventh inning I when said, the right hander comes in. I was like, holy shit. I told him Hatterberg can't pick it first, but we got to help him with the short hops. How about did you see Jay Bruce retired the other day? Yeah, like a Saturday. I was like watching the Yankees one day and Jay Bruce is like trying to pick balls at first place can't and like three days later he retired you never know guaranteed contracts you think uh well not when you retire i don't think you get the cash do you no guess not uh okay john before we get let's see should we do this here yeah let's do this here this podcast brought to you in part by sleepnumber.com slash ham go to sleepnumber.com slash ham do it right now sleepnumber.com slash ham whatever you're looking for they got proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep save up to 1200 bucks on select oh. sleep number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham how do you beat a guy how do you beat it you know the key to life hmm. getting a good night's sleep it's, it changes your, i mean it, it changes it changes you for the better and once you go to sleepnumber.com slash ham you purchase a bed Guy Haberman has one. John Middlecoff has one. We've been sleep number sleepers now for years. Uh, I like my bed a little softer. Guy likes it a little more firm, like concrete. I don't know how he sleeps. Like a karate uh, But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, the great part is, though, you can have the settings on both sides separately. Couples, you know, most couples are not going to be like, I like a pillow soft bed. I like a hard bed. What do you do? You know, back in the day, I don't, you probably had no choice. This separate beds. Yeah, 2020, one. You go to Sleep Number, and you get, you know, they've been proven that Sleep Number sleepers get better sleep. That's you right. get better sleep, you're more productive. You're more productive, you make more money. You make more money, you got more freedom. It's life. Plus, you get all the data, John. Sleep IQ data lets you know exactly how you're sleeping and how to improve. 83% of couples, as you said, reporting one or both couples sleep too hot or too cold. It's also a temperature issue here. Oh, yeah. Sleep Number helps you dial it in, get those seven to nine hours. That's what you need. You're looking for seven to nine hours Football coaches don't get it, and it shows. Save up to 1200 bucks on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. You had the, you know, we're both on Instagram. Come follow us on Instagram. And you you had the great slide of Kyle, early Kyle, middle Kyle, 
post Jimmy Kyle is how you put it, but that's definitely he. You can't reverse the effects of middle Kyle on older Kyle when it comes to just the grind, man. How young did he look? With, so with young. Yeah, he looked young. I he mean, looked baby it looked, faced. He looked. I mean, he was thirty six years old. You know, I mean, he was young. Like most people, if you sh- like you like you clearly, I can see like just even if you've shaved, I can see that you can really grow like the goatee, right? Like me, yeah. I shaved today, and it's obvious. Like if. Like, it's clear that I have to shave. Young Kyle, it was not clear that young Kyle could could grow a beard. Right? No. Like, it just, you didn't even see the follicles under the skin. His beard is very thick. Wouldn't have guessed it looking at the young Kyle photo. No. Looked uh, looked a little bit like, uh, the, that's what 49ers will do to you. It'll age you. I mean, it's the NFL. Because I'll say this about McVay. Like, he hasn't aged that harsh. Now, it might just be... I, have you noticed? Like, do you have? Do you cover your hair or anything? Any grays? I no. I, I do get some grays a little on the side, but when my hair's short, you can't really see it. Yeah, I mean the grays. I do think really start coming for most people mid thirties, and then like I think you really age thirty five to forty more than you do like thirty to thirty five. So McVeigh is going to be. I think these next five years, McVeigh will age a little bit. That's why I, I think you notice a lot with like the Lafleurs, the Gases. You look a lot different at thirty five than you do at forty two uh, as a coach. So it'll be interesting to follow McVeigh's aging process. It's a good point. That will be an interesting. But thing to L.A. Try. the sun, I you know, I, he might age a little more gracefully. Yeah, indoor stadium, so he doesn't get hammered by the by the rays. He does not sleep that much though. He's big on like getting up really early. So I don't know. But clearly, I'll give this for a guy that gets up at like, you know, four o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Yeah. To me, it usually makes me really hungry. Uh, just because it throws off your eating cycles. It he maintains pretty good fitness and health. Like Gruden, you can tell, like pretty unhealthy, right? Maybe it's good. Maybe he gets up at four, eats his big meal at eight, and, you know, by the time he goes to bed, it's all burned off. It's true. Okay, uh, one other little thing I wanted to bring to everybody's attention about this draft that is just an added risk of what the 49ers are up to. And it came when I went and looked back and watched the uh, press conference again because somebody told me, somebody who knows people around the league, knows medical people around the league, somebody said to them, just there could be some medical stuff that pops up during this draft um, that is a problem for people because they did not have the time ahead of time or the ability ahead of time, not really a time issue, to do you know the physical type of um, investigations that you, you scouts like to do. And after the person told me that, I went back and watched John Lynch's press something specific. I was like, wait, John Lynch said something about medicals. Let me go back and see exactly what he said. So Lynch was asked a question um, on Monday about just uh, the, uh, just all the players they've, they've done evaluations on. And the question was, what surprised you in this process of going through the top five guys? And what Lynch said was, uh, are there challenges? He said a bunch of stuff. Then he said, are there challenges? Sure. I think a lot of it is the medical. Typically, we have a very centralized way of getting consistent medical opinions. This year, it was just a little tougher. Not to say it can't be done, so maybe a little incomplete on that. Probably the toughest thing. You know, any medicals they did on quarterbacks, I would imagine they did after the trade, right? They weren't doing a Trey Lance medical investigation. Well, well, there weren't any medical information until that, like, pseudo-combine went happened pretty recently so there wasn't didn't exist so beside like uh 
this guy rolled an ankle, missed this game, this guy had a concussion, like that basic stuff. But this the stuff that people are trying to hide. And I remember I had an NBA, an NBA guy tell me a couple months ago that one of the challenges for players who go to the uh, G League Ignite team, like the team that they can get drafted off of while they're getting paid, is that one of the big – this is a guy who was a head coach in the NBA. He said one of the big games around the draft is you just there – are, there are a lot of guys with medical red flags. And once you go to the G League Ignite team, the NBA teams are all going to have your medicals. So he's, his thing was watch during the NBA draft. If a guy from the Ignite team falls in the draft below where people think – it's probably going to be because they have his medicals. You come out of college, you can hide your medicals from whoever you want to hide. Like, you don't have to give anybody. Now, maybe you Didn't fall. the Zags just lose a guy from China that was supposed to be an elite player to that team I read the other oh, day? Oh, did they? You see that? The G League Ignite team? Yeah. Well, that's... So, again, with this, like, this is just an added risk this year. And this goes back to what I said earlier about once stuff happens, we'll look back and say we're people telling us things. We'll see what the Niners do. We'll see if a quarterback falls that we didn't think was going to fall. If a player falls that we didn't think was going to fall. Because John Lynch just said the toughest part about this is the medicals. And John, you've been in the draft rooms. Like, how much do the medicals matter? Well, a lot. But that is, to me, like, that's something that the doctors, it's really, I I hate this term, but above everyone's pay grade. I mean, even the GMs and the coaches, like, they're not doctors. There's a reason when the trainer walks up to the coach, you know, during a game, whispers in his ear and he just shakes his head he whether he agrees or disagrees like he has no fucking clue what that guy said like hey man we think he tore his acl coach like well i don't think so you know it's like you wouldn't say that he doesn't have a concussion put him back in but i think one of the most famous stories in nfl history right is and it turns out it was danny cannell's dad was the dolphins lead doctor and i think this happens all the time in medical situations and, and we're learning this with the science over the last year like not everyone's on the same page that this is not, it's not black and white. It's not like, well, you either earn $10 or $20. You either scored five points or 10 points. It's, yeah, we don't think it's, we think he's got a degenerate so-and-so. The other doctors, no, we right. think it's fine. And that is the thing that the coach, I've always defended would be the wrong word, but I understood where Balky was coming from when he always took his ACL guys. I would doubt, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, that the doctors always said they'll make a full recovery. Non Lattimore, not him, but all the other ACL guys. And that turned out, just whatever reason, he drafted the three ACL guys that for whatever reason, their ACL like ended their careers. But what do you do as a, as a head coach or general manager when the doctor goes, yeah, man, we see this thing in his heart. I wouldn't touch it. What are you supposed to say? Well, I don't care. I mean, because your owner's sitting well, there you like, say, we Doc. can't draft this guy in the first like, round. What, what you say is, Doc. You call every, they all call it Doc. Doc, what are the chances this ends his career? And the doc will go, Mah. 76%. You're like, oh, so there's a 25% chance we got value here, Doc. Wouldn't you imagine Doc any say, gentleman? That's up to you to take that risk. Wouldn't you imagine, I wish more people would talk like that now, uh, that the general managers have horror stories with doctors? I'm just saying, like, they leave it kind of open-ended. It's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, that's life. You go to the doctor, they're like, I think you'll be fine, but I think you might not. So we could operate or we could not. And you go, shit. Yeah. Is this a rash or a food allergy? Tell me now. Yeah, or how about when you do the medical, you call them. You're like, hey, uh, something's going on. They're like, well, uh, you could be fine, or you could come in. And you're like, well, I guess I'll come in. That'll be $4,500, but 
<laughs> I don't want to die. No. You know, I pay I pay the insurance company $1500 every month yet they cover nothing. Yep. Uh yeah, well, they send I, I you the bill I at just, the end that says, "Well, it would have cost $18,000 if you, we didn't have you didn't have us." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh my god, there's or it's like, "You know, this would have, but you ran out of all your uh, your premium or your deductible. It's like, I don't even know what these words mean. I just know I pay you every month, and that. whenever I have an issue, you want more of my money. That's How right. does this add up? Yep, yep. But anyway. <laughs> Stop telling me about deductibles. Um, This is, I, I don't know if that's something. The point is, I don't know if that's something that John Lynch said, or if it's nothing. But it it's, you know, as it relates to the third pick, it's something for everybody, though. Right. Well, like there was something that came out on, for example, the Justin Fields story. Most human beings are going to read that and go, what do I make of this? I don't even know. Like, I'm not a doctor. Epilepsy, seizures. Like, is that is that no big deal? Does he live with it fine? Like, and the way they wrote it, like, he'll be fine. Is that nothing? Is that a leak from a team that wants Justin Fields and hopes like, teams freak out? I, I don't know. The 49ers. I, I, when I read that, I had no clue what to make of it. It's like, I don't know anyone with this. I've never been around it. Even if I read about it, I don't even know what it would say to me. Like, I would imagine most general managers or head coaches immediately ask their doctor, like, what does this mean? Right. When, even let's assume they already knew that or that got distributed to the teams. Like, what do I make of this? And maybe someone in the room's like, oh, my daughter has this, not that big a deal. Or the doctor's like, well, I've seen, I've seen extreme cases and I've seen no, ca-. and then you just, you just have all these. You could argue in football more than any other sport because of the prevalence of injuries. And most times, at minimum, a guy's going to have a nick or a bruise in college, right? It's going to be hard to be like, he never got touched. Like, even a little thing like a broken finger or just, you know, missed a game for a ham, missed missed spring ball for hamstring, whatever. That you just are going with kind of an instinctual, educated guess from your doctor. Unless it's a true, like, no one's drafting him because he's got a degenerate knee. Remember Jay Ajay had a knee that was like just really bad. Yeah. But but I, I remember in the NBA, he was the same deal. No ACLs. I, I remember there being a guy when I got there that was having success. And I remember talking to someone on the staff. And they're like, yeah, we failed him. It's like, I think I just ran for 1200 yards. Whoever the, it was a running back. He's like, yeah, I think half the league wouldn't touch him. I, what I wonder is the conversation like, yo, Doc, uh, you told us we couldn't touch this guy. I loved him. And now he's he just... Doc's like, I told you 50 the team. But part of that is, well, am I going to get two good years out of him? Yeah, well, a lot of times they say they're not a second contract guy. That was Jay Ajay's thing. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't invest a higher pick on someone you didn't think had any chance to get a second contract, right? But you could justify it. Well, I'll just take in the fourth round. If I get four good years, that's fine, right? Yeah, depending on the value where you drafted the guy, right? Yeah, it's easier doing the fourth or fifth round than it is the second when you know it's a one contract guy. But right. you're like, he's the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, if you had told, uh, uh, like, would you Balky. take Trevor Lawrence right now if you thought he was the best quarterback? But you, you said, you know, I think he's gonna have a five year career. Or would you have no. to take another guy? You'd have to take another guy. What if those five years were good? It's like better to live than to laugh to not have loved it all or whatever. Well, I agree with you, but it's like, are they going to win a Super Bowl? What year are they going to win a championship? Yeah, I mean, you just got to put all your can chips get, in the middle of the table right now. Two. Yeah. Who's he, how good is all your chips? Well, like five those years. five years, those first five years with luck were worth it, right? Yeah, I mean, you could argue. Well, is his peak going to? You just tell me instead of coming in three years, his peak's going to come now. He's just ready. Don't ready get made. greedy. Like, do the Colts regret taking luck? No, they don't regret taking luck. No. Not one bit. 
Jimmy but part G's of that is there was, the there was nobody even out there that gave him what luck gave him. Yeah, the, that draft. it wasn't it. Yeah, it was already three. Like, well, they're well, if we just taken... You're right. This draft, you'd probably would have to convince yourself to take another guy. Tough choices, you know? Yeah, that would be a tough choice. I, I, um, I, I don't think we talk enough about the doctor's role in drafts. Well, because it, this is the other part of it. Is like, how do they go so unnamed? Well, the Jalen's... Yeah, I want to... <laughs> I've oh, always they, heard they, that they deserve doctors, accountability. It is, it is. There is just a risk in being like a team doctor because, you know, you've got a real practice or you've got a real job, presumably on the side, and it is. It does give you some cachet, but it also can, you know, go sideways on you. I think it's easier. Like the guy, my old dentist, who I used to go to in Oakland, was the Warriors, Raiders, A's dentist. And it's just a lot less, I think, pressure. You're just, you know, doing root canals and cleanings. And you just walk in, just Charles Woodson, Steph Curry's, you know, Eric Chavez. It just looks really cool. But you're like, you know, what's the worst I got to do? I got to rip out a tooth? Exactly. Like, I, To me, like the, the actual doctor, you do have like, you know, that guy screwed up that surgery. Absolutely. <laughs> Dr. Neil Atrash. L- I think you'd want to yeah, yeah, be all over it if you were like a dentist. Or, or a physical therapist, you rehab them. I don't, I wouldn't, the surgeon is risky. One botch with a prominent player, you're done. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's, but so this. But it can go the other way, Dr. James Andrews, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're good, you're, you're good. But, but you are, we're dealing with humans. It just might not work for everybody. It might not be well, your you, fault. I mean, I would imagine Dr. James Andrews is not batting 100, right? No, but is that his fault? I don't, I mean, surely he. Yeah. Well, he'd say absolutely. Did ever slip once? At ACL. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just, to me, it was interesting that John Lynch said that. So, so it, it's just be ready for that, everybody. Whatever yeah, that means. Yeah, I I, with I them or with somebody I'm else. It's just, he just said the hardest part of this draft is the medical. The medical is a huge part of the draft. It's the body. Facts. So, anyway. Uh, what else? Somebody, a couple YouTube comments here, John, I want to get to. Uh, one person said, um, Lee says my wine access order is on the way. If it sucks, do I blame Ham? Yeah, no, sure. We'll take the responsibility because they get 100% be guarantee. Satisfaction guarantee. That's a real thing. Yeah. How do you beat that? You don't. You don't like the bottle. I'll give you something else. Kim said uh, it just came out. I saw this. Uh, it just came out that the Steelers like Kyle Trask more than one of the top five quarterbacks. I wonder who that could be. Any guesses, anyone? <laughs> I did just see that story that, that that was reported that the Steelers like Trask. More than one of the other five. But see, how could you possibly believe that? Like, I mean, right now, they're like, I just, they want someone else to, like, I just, I don't believe anything. If you, I don't think you can believe anything you're reading right now, especially these last 48 hours. I'm believing absolutely not one fucking thing I read. I don't Nothing. believe it either, but I do, I'm entertained by the idea of the Steelers, like, drafting at 24, like, uh, let's, let's float out there that we like Trask. Somebody else will uh, be like, oh, the Steelers like Trask? Maybe we should draft Trask. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. Read, love I read yesterday that Najee Harris would not fall past them. I just, I don't know how you could read anything right now and believe it. I'm not saying some of the stuff isn't necessarily true, but I'll tell you one. I'm red flagging it all. Yeah, I'll tell you one that's kind of intriguing to me. The Dolphins just traded an offensive lineman, and then the report is they're one of their tackles. They're going to move him to guard to replace. He's not, but Eric Flowers isn't very good. <laughs> Right, right. But I'm just saying, I think one of the questions in the draft is, what would Miami do at six if Panay Sewell is there? And I, my, in my mind, it was like, get Kyle Pitts, get Devontae, get Waddle. Get, 
I wonder if they would just go offensive lineman if Sewell is there at six for them. Um, because I would think Sewell or Pitts, like those two guys, would they have taken Waddle or Devontae Smith if they're sitting there at three? No. But Sewell or Pitts, you might take if they're sitting there at three. Right? Yes. Those those guys are worthy of the third pick if you don't need a quarterback. Miami's at six. I just wonder. Uh, the other thing is Miami, if there's a quarterback sitting there at six, they could go back to nine and maybe still get one of their guys. Well, I think I think part of what was easy for them to do the trade, it's like, okay, because they had the other trade. I heard someone say yesterday that it was it was technically 20 minutes apart, but obviously they were all connected. They go, okay, we trade to three. We know for a fact one, two, three are quarterbacks. We're at six. So if our board, we got five guys that we would have gladly taken at three. Right. Why don't we just move to six and get an extra first-round pick? It's it's a no-brainer move for them. To me, the pick is, it's. I think the Bengals and the Dolphins should go offensive line. And for the Dolphins, they have a second first-round pick. Just You could take whether it's Najee Harris, whether it's one of the receivers, whether it's whoever. Like I, I think we have recent – I mean, history shows always lean the offensive line, and you can get the wide receiver later or a running back. Like I don't think – if you told me they used it on Najee Harris, I don't think that's that crazy. Right? In the second round. CTN. No, I'm talking about their second first-round oh, pick. Oh, okay, like I, it's eight, I think it's like 18, 18 19, yeah, 18. 20, 18. And who knows? Maybe you if five quarterbacks there, go, John? yeah. I mean, I, I, you're gonna have options. I would, I would one thousand percent take a tackle, and then you'd go. Well, we last two years we drafted two first round tackles. Most teams would give their, you know, give anything to be able to do that, right? Two years in a row, you take two tackles. I agree. I couldn't agree more, especially given they play the division they're in, right? And you could argue for the Bengals too, the division they're in. You should just. Think about the pass rushers that they fa- that you face twice a year when you play the Steelers and the Browns, and then you play the Ravens. Like protect Joe Burrow. Like these games are not. I mean, points matter. Obviously, the league has changed, but you might play in a game where you just. I don't think we talk about that enough. You play six games of your division. That a lot of teams do factor that in more. Well, I can, right when you got multiple pass, you got JJ Watt or TJ Watt, Watt and Miles Garrett. Garrett. You can make the same case, and we know how the Ravens like to build their teams. And you can make the same case for Miami. Now, Miami is kind of the Browns of that division. Like, you know, the Bengals are clearly the worst team in their division, whereas Miami's, like, right now the third best team in their division. They're kind of the— Second. Yeah, well, again— One year. Yeah, they'd be better than the Patriots. We'll see. You got you to do it. the point is, like, right now you got Bill and you got Sean— you know, obviously you Josh Allen's the headliner, but Buffalo is a defensive-minded team. So you've got two other teams that you know what they're about in your division, too, if you're Miami— yeah hurting your quarterback um facts obviously the stream on thursday when the jags are on the clock ham is on the tube maybe we'll be here earlier than that i'm not sure sometimes we're late we'll be on time for this it's a big deal um come hang with us man get it in slash ham everybody got the ham hats wear the ham hats start Tagging us in your IG videos with the ham hats so we can repost. A uh, quick update on the ham hats. The last batch, I've got all the tracking numbers now, John. All of them are out there. They're in the hands of the United States Postal Service now. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully you got them all soon. USPS, get it done. Somebody we just believe. asked, last thing, uh, what video are you guys talking about? Just type in Mac Jones on Twitter. <laughs> it's the yeah, club. So maybe someone could share it in the comments, but. You know, we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost it's there. No, it's God. no Laramie. It's hard to top Laramie. Thank you, Jesus.
All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate it. Podcast, YouTube. Until next time. May the peace be with you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.